Welcome to Coffee and Converse. I'm Diane and this is a show for lifestyle entrepreneurs, those people building a business to support their life instead of living to build a business. If this is you, stick around for strategies on doing business more efficiently with more ease and in a way that feels oh so good to you. So today we are carrying on with our theme for December of trends that I'm seeing for 2024 in the industry with my peers, with clients. And today I want to chat about collaborations. Now collaborations are having a moment. Social media is at an all-time low. So people are really looking for other ways of promoting their business. And while it might seem new and fancy, collaborations is one of the most traditional methods of marketing that we have used. It's tried and it's tested. And if you don't have some kind of collaboration strategy in your plan for 2024, I'm going to invite you to pick something that I mentioned today and give it a go. So let's talk about some examples of collaborations just so we're all on the same page before I dive in. Collaborations are essentially opportunities for shared marketing. You're using the power of other people's audiences and they are using the power of your audience. So the idea is that it's a win-win. So this can look like something like podcast interviews. So a podcast interview with a guest is a collaboration. Both the interviewer and the guest are getting exposure to each other's audiences. The same for speaking, whether this is at an event, whether you do a workshop in someone's mastermind. Again, it's that win-win of you get visibility from speaking, they get content for their event or mastermind. Collaborations also include things like joint venture campaigns. So maybe you do a joint venture webinar Maybe you do a social media swap or social media collab. You know, you can invite someone to collaborate officially. On an Instagram post, you'll see like more than one person's name in who the poster is. That's a really easy way to think about it. In the same way that this all seems new and fancy and it's traditional, the most traditional of collaborations is things like guest posting. So creating blogs or writing articles in the media. Again, it's all, you're always looking for those situations where it's win-win. You're creating content for them. They're giving you exposure or visibility. And then we can start to think a bit broader. Things that maybe you don't think of as collaborations, but very definitely are. Things like affiliate partnerships. So where you're each promoting each other's products or you're promoting someone's product in exchange for commission. And then my final example of collaboration is really referrals. And this can work in one of two ways, kind of like an affiliate partnership you could pay them commission or a fee for that referral, or you can simply be part of a little referral network with some of your peers. So they refer you and you refer them, and all of that lovely referral energy goes around and everybody wins in the long term. So there are lots of ways for you to think about collaboration in your business. It doesn't have to be one specific way, no matter what anybody on the marketing interwebs tells you, okay? Essentially, the collaboration you're looking for, you are working with somebody else to share the marketing of something and both sides are winning. So those are some examples. Hopefully you're like, oh yes, okay, I can see myself doing one of those in 2024 at least. So why are collaborations so powerful? Why have they stood the test of time and why are they having a moment right now? So collaborations, I mentioned, they're great for extending your visibility beyond your own network and beyond your own audience. So you get exposure to someone else's audience, remembering that they should also have exposure to yours. So we're having that nice win-win. You can also think of collaborations because they are that shared marketing. They can help you to 
reduce the time that you need to spend marketing, and they can help you reduce any costs that you have in marketing. And one of the things I think people miss about collaborations is what it does for you as a business owner. If you're collaborating with someone who has maybe different strengths than yours, you are in a situation to learn from them, to learn from their expertise, to watch them work in that zone of genius and to bring that back into your own business. And finally, collaborations are great for that no like, and trust bump. So in a referral situation, this can kind of be obvious, right? We know that somebody else is saying, I recommend this person. So you have that like proxy trust. They've said, you trust me. I'm telling you, you can trust this person. But this happens with all collaborations. If someone is willing to share the spotlight with you, that automatically transfers some of the trust that their audience has in them onto you. Because whether it's true or not, it's assumed that you wouldn't share the spotlight with someone you don't trust. And when we take that speeding up of trust and we take that shared marketing and expanded reach and we put all of those together, they all come together to help us grow our business more quickly than we would have been able to do on our own. So we know what a collaboration is. We know why we're going to think about doing them in 2024. Next is something critical. You need to think about who you're collaborating with. So I just explained that when you're on stage, whether that's virtual or a podcast or whatever it is, with somebody else, you are transferring some of your trust to that person. So you want to make sure that you find collaboration partners who align with you in terms of your values. So it means you don't simply accept any collaboration offer and you don't simply invite anybody to collaborate with you. This needs to be a strategic decision and you need to be comfortable that if your people went and followed that person and bought from that person, you would not be horrified. And having somebody on as a podcast guest is not as strong as me doing an actual referral for someone. But I am saying, I think this person is worthy of being on my platform. So I am transferring trust. And so I'm particularly careful about who I've invited onto the show. And you need to be the same with all of your collaboration partners. So let's think about where we can find some. So let's say you've got something you want to promote and you want to do this via collaboration. Where are these collaboration partners hiding out? So the first place to go for any kind of collaboration is your network. These are people who already know you, hopefully already like you. They understand your business. They align with your values. And therefore, it's much easier to pitch them that collaboration because they already know, like, and trust you. And if you feel like you don't have enough collaboration partners in your current network, I really want to encourage you to go and start networking. Go and start building up that network, having coffee chats with people you think might be potential collaborators, so that when you're ready, you have a really solid network to pull from. Don't wait for 2024 to start the build. Go and do that build now. The other place to find collaboration partners is social media, like LinkedIn, or Instagram, or threads, anywhere that you can see how somebody thinks, what they talk about, how their audience shows up. A lot of my podcast guests have been invited onto the show because of something they said on social media that sparked a conversation between us. So when you're looking for collaboration partners, go to social media, research people, but then start a conversation, build that relationship, add them into your network so that when you're ready to collaborate, there they are. And then you can even collaborate to find collaboration partners, right? Ask your network for referrals. Ask who would be a great fit for your event. 
ask who would be an amazing guest for your podcast. When you join a networking event, tell people who you are looking to meet. Their referral of you gives you no like and trust to start the conversation. Now, let's say we're on the flip side and you want to be invited to more collaborations. You want to speak on other people's stages or get on podcasts or be seen as a good JV webinar partner. What do you need to do? So remember how I said collaborations are all about that win-win. So you have to look like you have value as a collaborator. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to have a really good track record for collaborations that you do. Okay? You want to be seen as somebody who is great to collaborate with. And so how do we do that? The very baseline of this is do what you promise to do. If you go on a podcast episode and you agree to share it, share it. If you don't, the next time somebody asks if you're a great podcast guest, that host might say no. Okay, that's a, an example. Make sure that you are fulfilling your promises. Talk about your collaborations. So you don't just have to do the bare minimum of what was required. You can talk about that relationship. You can share their content. You can talk about them outside of the collaboration. And then don't just drop the ball after you've collaborated. You want to make sure that you are keeping in touch with your network, with people you have collaborated with. You want to make sure that you're top of mind when an opportunity presents itself. You don't want to be that slimy person who only slides into the DMs when you want something. You want to come from a place of good, solid, long-term relationships. And then remember how I said like you could go and research people on social media? You have to understand that people are doing that to you. So what is your thought leadership? What are you talking about that no one else is talking about? How are you showing up in a different way from your peers to make you stand out? Remember, the key here is it always wants to be win-win. If you can give somebody else value first, you've shown that you have value to give, right? And value is liking a post, sharing a post, talking about their content, replying, commenting on their content. This doesn't have to be spammy, but when you love a piece of their content, talk about it, share it. People will notice that. Don't you love when someone does that for you? That's how you start to expand that network, show people that you're bringing that value to them, show that you have some thought leadership, show that you're in it for the long term, that you're about the win-win, not just what's in it for you. So we've talked about some examples of collaborations, why we should be doing collaborations, where to find collaboration partners. And the final piece I want to end with for you is how to get invited to collaborate again. Oftentimes we have this view of the collaboration and then the collaboration ends. But actually, remember your current collaborations are your best advertisement for future collaborations with that individual person, with their network, but also everybody who's watching your social media. So we're going to try and do a few things to make sure that we get invited again. Number one, we exceed expectations. So yes, there's a baseline of what you need to share. Go above and beyond. Number two, you are going to be an excellent communicator. You are going to make sure that anyone that you're collaborating with is well informed about what's happening, any challenges, any information that they might need in order to facilitate their side of the collaboration is available and it's available promptly. Number three, we are going to make really sure that it is all about the relationship. Make sure you understand the rest of their business, understand what their goals are so that you can show up to help those in the future. Number four, I want you to be proactive. There is nothing more stressful than being in the middle of something, especially an event, and having people ask, 
basic questions that they've already been told. So number one, go and check your email. Number two, go and check your email. Number three, go and check your email. Make really sure that you've tried everything that's possible from your side to solve the problem before asking for help. If you're needy and high maintenance and it's not justified, you're not going to get invited back. Number five, try to be flexible. Not everything goes great. And having somebody who understands that a ball maybe got dropped or something didn't go quite as planned makes you an attractive option to have back. Number six, you can actually ask for feedback. How was that collaboration for you? How did that feel? What could we do differently next time? A collaboration is just another business relationship. You would ask your clients how you did. You ask your list what they like. Why would you not ask a collaborator how they felt it went? And if you're able to take that constructive criticism and suggest how you would do things differently, you can often repair something that if you just try to sweep it under the rug would mean you would never collaborate with this person again. And then the most important part of being invited back to collaborations, and you'll have noticed this theme is throughout this entire episode, is to stay in touch. You have to have a strategic networking plan. It's not okay to occasionally pop into someone's DMs. You have to make sure that you have a plan to show up regularly, to be liking their stuff or commenting on their stuff, to nurture that relationship. Yes, we all have those friends who we don't see for five years and then it's like no time has passed. That is usually built on years and years and years of friendship. In our online world, we do not have that base where we can vanish for five years and then just pop back up again especially with people we maybe haven't met in person. You have to actively show up, ask for the coffee chat, show up on their posts, send them DMs that are relevant to them, not just DMs asking them to do something for you. So if collaboration is on your plan for 2024, and I really think it should be, I'm obviously a fan of it, I want you to ask yourself, do you have the people in your network right now? If the answer is no, I want you to focus on building your network. Go to networking events, form new relationships. Honestly, one of the best questions to ask, you can do this on social media, you can do this to your network, you can ask your email list. I love to ask people like, who should I know right now? Like, who do you know that I should know? People love to introduce people. They love to feel that like warm glow of I've connected these two amazing people together. Now, this only works if people think that you're an amazing person to introduce, right? If you do have the people in your network right now, I want you to ask yourself if they would be surprised by a collaboration request from you right now. If the answer is yes, I want you to focus on nurturing your network. Again, we're back to how are you fostering that relationship? So if you have collaboration as part of your 2024 marketing strategy or visibility strategy, I want you to ask yourself how you're supporting that with your networking strategy. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow the podcast and leave us a review.